Bob romance is a close, emotionally intense, non-sexual bond between two men. I think about you All through the day My buddy And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, Night Nurse Shepherd, and, <laughs> and you are. I'm Mitchell Manley, a scofflaw and a ne'er do well. <laughs> this is our hundredth episode. It totally is. I'm super excited, and for our one hundredth episode, we have a special guest. Yes. I would like to introduce to you my friend Mike Frizzell. Hey, Mitchell, I, it's nice to finally uh, be on with you. I was a big advocate for you from the beginning. And let, my bio, I guess I would have to say, it, it's on my Twitter feed. And it's uh, fighting crime by retiring from crime in 1998. So. <laughs> that's a good line, by the way. I do love that. I think that's how I like was like, well, if you go to Mike's Twitter, <laughs> you're going to see fighting crime by quitting in 1993. I love it. <laughs> Not winning, retiring. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't shove it in anyone's face that I turn myself in. <laughs> it's not nice. The FBI agent was really upset, and he yelled at me a lot when I was chained to the... I can imagine. I didn't know that bad you got scene. yelled at. I got yelled at a lot. He wanted me to talk. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how much... Um, how much the stories and songs that you've brought will play into any of that stuff. I hope we get into a little bit of that. But, um, you know, for our 100th episode, we kind of wanted to set the example of telling stories with the songs that we're submitting. And, uh, you know, since you've been a listener forever and have some great stories, we definitely wanted to have you on. So I suppose we can go ahead and start with your uh, first selection or two. Yep. Well, <clears throat> songs are songs are always great. I mean... There are a lot of fun songs and good songs and songs that I like to listen to, but there's no story behind them for me, so they don't make me emotional. And one of the reasons um, I hate music, I've always hated music, Famously. is it, it, it makes me emotional, and I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, it makes you feel some feels. We don't like yeah, I don't, yet. I don't like that. But um, what I thought I would do is give some credit to some earbuds in my life that that handed me some earworms and and uh, made me a better music person, music appreciation person. So, I mean, there are tons of people that I could cite here, but the um, first one that I want to cite tonight, her name was um, Allison Elwine, and she was the girlfriend of my, my friend Andy Forrester. And when I was growing up, I thought I was pretty cool. You know, I actually actually didn't think I was cool. I just thought I was just a guy, you know, but I wasn't uncool, but, uh, I was headed in a bad direction because my brother is five years older than me. And while he had some good tastes like Rolling Stones and Earth, Wind and Fire, he also had some tastes like Judas Priest and, uh, there were, uh, George Thorogood. I don't want to apologize for that because it got <laughs> me into my white boy blues phase. So I don't want to apologize for that, but <clears throat> like ZZ Top, we could do a whole show on, on my ZZ Top stories, um, my brother like was taking beards? me to stuff like that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is it because you like beards? 
Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I couldn't grow a beard till college. I wasn't, I wasn't that into it, but there were, there was a, there's a lot going on there. So let, let's save all the ZZ Top stuff. <laughs> but I was headed down sort of a bad direction. And I had, um, a friend of mine who I thought was a little cooler than me. And his name was Andy Forrester. And he used to, um, the, the, my favorite thing about Andy is, he had a cat that had really thick, almost matted fur. And after after school, we'd go over to his house and we'd play a, a game called Dime in the Cat. And he would hide a dime somewhere on the cat. And then uh, we would take turns, you know, 10 second turns trying to find <laughs> the dime. It was so bad. I love it. It had, a, it, had a, it had a theme song, Dime in the Cat. Dime in the Cat. Who's going to find the dime in the cat? So anyway, obviously way cooler than me. He had this girlfriend, Allison Elwine, and and she was into Elvis Costello. And of course, Allison was a song on his first album. Uh, so I don't know if that's how she got into it. But uh, I just started listening to it. And I, I was like, man, this is way better than the music that I've been listening to. Long shot of that jumping sign. Shivers run down my spine Cut the baby taking off her clothes Close up of the sign that says you never close You snatch your chew and you match your cigarette She pulls the eyes out with a face like a magnet I don't know how much more of this I can take She's filing her nails while they're dragging the lake It's just way better. And the, the, the best example of it was watching the d- detectives. It's just such a well-crafted song and the lyrics are so great and it tells a great story and um, it just got me into it and for years uh, and, and until now I've been into Elvis Costello for, for those reasons. And all these guys, all these um, angry young white English guys from the... Uh, from the late 70s and early 80s, it really helped sustain through a long, dry period of music in the U.S. So Allison Elwine was my first ear buddy, and uh, I have to say watching The Detectives was the first earworm that kind of got me out of trouble. I mean, I was into a band called Angel City, which I still stand by their music, but... Now I go back and listen to it, and it's it's like uh, ACDC for someone who's actually read a book. <laughs> I have to listen to that. Yeah, I'll send you some of that. For sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never really it, listened yeah, to a whole bunch of like El- Elvis Costello myself, but a bunch yeah. of my friends are super into him. Uh, my favorite thing is in Austin Powers 2, the spy who shagged me. Uh, he shows up and does the Burt Bacharach song "I'll Never Fall in Love Again," and uh, "I'll Never Fall in Love Again." Which uh, I love Burt Backrack, so 
Mm-hmm. I just thought this was an incredibly dark song. It is. It's very criminal, and I don't know who's watching the detectives, but it's either the dead person's family or the dead person. <laughs> I know private eyes are watching you. Hollow Notes taught us that. <laughs> yeah, the woman is watching the show. She's buried the... I mean, it's dark at, at every turn, but it's just such a depth of lyricism for him and the music is so catchy and it just made me want more because i i i know i i think um there are a lot of people are into music for the music and i'm more into it for the lyrics as long as the music doesn't suck it's like the opposite of mitchell and i yeah i don't listen to lyrics a whole bunch most of the time we forget the lyrics all the time yeah i'm i'm mostly about the lyrics (laughs) it's the stories that draw you in yeah, it really does. So, uh, my next ear buddy, his name was John Hedegaard, and I don't know whose idea it was, but we went to Tower Records when we were in college, and I, we might have even rented the VCR, but we rented the movie Repo Man. I was in my room, and I was just like staring at the wall, thinking about everything, then again, I was thinking about nothing. And then my mom came in, and I didn't even know she was there. She called my name, and I didn't hear her. Then she started screaming, Mike, Mike. And I go, what? What's the matter? She goes, what's the matter with you? I go, there's nothing wrong, Mom. She goes, don't tell me that. You're on drugs. I go, no, Mom, I'm not on drugs. I'm okay. I'm just thinking, you know. Why don't you give me a Pepsi? She goes, no, you're on drugs. I go, Mom, I'm okay. I'm just thinking. She goes, no, you're not thinking. You're on drugs. No, no, people don't act that way. I go, Mom, just give me a Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. Just a Pepsi. She went through it with her knees. Got to back to see her knees. Got to get me. Just lay me. It's a great day. I'm crazy. Oh, I'm not crazy. Here's the future. You're the one that's crazy. Here's the future. You're telling me crazy. Here's the future. Let's take it. Yeah, you brought a bunch of songs from the Repo Man soundtrack. We'll go ahead and spoil that. But, um, yes. And I think the opening one on that is Institutionalized by Suicidal Hell Tendencies. Yes. Uh, and Dakota that's almost good lost stuff. his shit with me listening to this. He's like, oh my god, this is one of the best songs ever. I thought it was very soothing for you. Well, the, the, the thing about it is... You know, we were there in the mid '80s, and we were in college, and music mainly fucking sucked. <laughs> and we we rented this movie, and these these songs started playing. And we're like, oh, well, music may still suck, but it can suck in a completely different way. You know, even if these songs don't catch on with us, it's different. Someone is trying something different. They're not doing the Cindy Lauper. You know. Yeah. I mean, I love Cindy Lauper. I know you. Don't get me, me wrong, but <laughs> but that was some '80s bullshit, and just just getting something different than that. Um, the the one of the other songs, it's not that great. I don't think uh, Pablo Picasso by Burning Sensations. Some people try to pick up girls, get called an asshole. This did not happen to Pablo Picasso. Why? He could walk down the street. Girls could not resist his stare. Subsequently, Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. Nope. Not like you. 
Strong Sensations. Really, that's a great band name. It is a great band name, indeed. Uh, That was, I think, the only band that we're probably going to talk about that I had never heard of at all. So uh, I'll have to see what what else this band is up to. It's probably going to the doctor. And there's a cover, too, right? I think (laughs) it's a Modern Lovers song, actually. Yeah, there. Um, I have some covers tonight, but um, no. This one kind of reminded me of, like the Peter Gunn theme, which made it feel yeah. super badass. It has a yeah, psychedelic another... freakout too, which I love a good psychedelic freakout. It has like weird saxophones and like some like weird hazy guitars and a helicopter sound out of nowhere. Do we do do up 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 up? Yeah. Yes. It makes us all think that we could do this, you know? <laughs> sure. If you can count. And then an- another song from that um, soundtrack was Circle Jerks, When the Shit Hits the Fan. Ten kids in a Cadillac Stand in line for welfare checks Let's all reach off the state Gee, the money is really great We just get by However we can We all gotta duck When the shit hits the fan Soup lines Free loaves of bread Five pound blocks of cheese Bags of groceries Social security has run out on you and me we do whatever we can gotta duck when the shit hits the fan i i still this one still runs through my head i don't it's not great but um but once you've heard it you can't unhear it I felt like at some point throughout this, it sounded like Lou Reed. Like when he's not hollering, mm-hmm. it sounds like Lou yeah. Reed. Yeah, I, I like. I saw where you said something about is reminding you of Lou Reed. I was like, how's the Circle Jerks going to remind you of Lou Reed? But yeah, this is an acoustic version of the song that's on this soundtrack. And Circle Jerks are actually like a very fast punk band. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, it was really unusual because I did. I was familiar with their other stuff, and then when I watched him, because uh, the 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 lead singer is actually he performs it in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he does, and uh, and he's just he's completely out of it, and he he's just spinning around in a circle on a weird stage in the movie and uh and performing that song and it, it is pretty great have you listened to um his other band it's called off no oh man he's keith morris he also used to be in black flag and uh now he's yeah. in a band called off all capital letters o-f-f exclamation point like and they the are brand? fucking awesome like the brand yeah and like super thrashy really great punk i th- you know, I thought this was a perfect sample of the Circle Jerks. So, <laughs> <laughs> tells a lot about what I know and how right. much I research. All right. So, Allison Elwine got me out of, you know, some musical trouble. Some and John jerking? showed me that. What's that? Some Circle Jerking? No, no, no. She got me out of, out of like, some juvenile 
uh, rock and roll situation. And then, and then John moved me on and let me know that there were things going on in the eighties other than horrible, horrible, horrible pop. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Duran Duran. Um, and it's funny, you know, you say Duran Duran or I say it and I'm like, you know, I'd say that as derision, but they were the best of what was going on. I love Duran Duran, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I think Rio is one of the greatest songs of all time. Right. But listen to it on a party tape 7,000 times when you're in college. Yeah. And then you're ready for the circle jerk. Yeah, exactly. You know you're right. I mean? You're ready for a burning sensation. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. You probably got a few burning burning sensations in college. <laughs> Right, because you've been you've been dancing to that music and just going along with it. <laughs> but um, so it was time for me to to pay it forward and uh, be an ear buddy. And um, well, actually, Emily started listening to this this dude Charlie Crockett uh, a couple of months ago. And in case nobody knows, who is Emily? Emily's my wife, and and she has um. She has a long history of uh, um, being hip to the Austin music scene. And um, Charlie Crockett might be one of the only guys she never slept with. <laughs> but <laughs> This whole world is just a mess. All I do is wait and guess. So I'm waiting on that midnight train standing out. In the rain, I'm waiting for my time to come. I wish it hurry up. I know the days get in strange situation, growing gray on my knees in the night. Knees in the night, days get in stranger situation, growing graver on my knees in the night. She started listening to this guy a few weeks ago, about a month ago, and was just playing him in the car and singing him in the shower and singing him all over the house and singing him in Abby's voice, which is our dachshund's <laughs> voice. Uh, so, so I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I finally started listening myself. And uh, I just, I sent a uh, song to Luke Burbank, who hosts a uh, uh, nationally syndicated uh, show on on NPR called Livewire. It's a variety show. And I sent him a video of Charlie. And because I, I knew Luke was bringing the show to Austin. And I knew that um, Charlie was living near here. So I said, uh, uh, if you can book this guy, do it. You're welcome. And then a couple weeks later, I didn't get a reply from Luke on the on the on the um, text because he's not good with that kind of thing, unless it's Mariners related. Uh, so a couple weeks later, I got a, a reply from him. Said uh, Charlie's going to be on the show. You know, you should come. <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, that's great because I I love this guy and I and I I love his stuff and um, I'm glad he's getting a getting some national exposure. So I feel really good about being semi-responsible for Charlie getting on, um, getting on a show like this. Cause this guy is really talented and he, 
as recently as like three or four years ago, he was on the street. Uh, he was, he was still busking and he, he and his family have had some troubles, you know, some, some troubles in life. And, um, so when we were talking to him after the show, after the live wire show, uh, boy, you know, we talked for quite a while, but there, there, there's a lot there and I hope to get together with him sometime soon and, uh, find out what he went through. And of course, um, he was curious, I guess Luke told him some of the things that I've done and that I've been through. And he was curious to hear about those things. Cause I think I may have gotten away with more than he and his family did, but, uh, a smidge. there's, there's still some wrong side of the law things that went that went down. <laughs> Plus he's handsome and Emily got to meet him and it was, it was fucking great. And you nailed her down before right. she met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Now I remember you, you uh, messaging me about this guy not too long ago and I definitely, mm-hmm. uh, I put it off at first cause I'm a terrible person, but, uh, I'm glad that you brought it to the table for the episode because I definitely dig it. I also really like the story of this particular recording of Livewire. They did it in a hotel room. Yeah, they did it in the suite at uh, the Hyatt in in uh, South Austin, south of the river. And it was uh it was intimate and it was fucking fantastic. It's not even out yet. So Hopefully when uh hopefully when um when it comes out, uh Charlie will be an even bigger act and and make more money than he's currently making. Yeah, he's super unique. He's like drawing from a lot of disparate influences. Like he's got mm-hmm. the sort of classic country underpinnings, but definitely something a bit more like urban and hip hoppy too. And I hate to like put it quite like that, but he's got like blues and you know some weird like I don't know, it's like soul influences. He's he's drawn from a lot of places, which I think makes him really unique. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. He, he is unique, and and that's why I thought he, you know, deserved as big a break as he could get, as far as we can get him. So you know, keep keep pushing. But uh, I know the the song that we're gonna go out on is a cover of uh, Jamestown Ferry, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, if if Emily has been uh, truthful with me, it's a uh, Loretta Lynn song but he does it better oh man the, the recording of that that we're gonna play which uh amy and i brought some picks too that we're gonna discuss before My we face. go out but uh yeah jamestown fairy <laughs> I to hear this you guys. is an incredible yeah. version of that for sure <laughs> yeah and uh and the the line a bag of gone was all she carried oh dude uh, what a great line that that, that is the greatest line in the world because we've all been there, which is like, we're so done with something and and she's so done with him that she just, she packed a bag of gone and there, and and there it is. Good, I swear goodbye. I've a couple of times. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right? bye. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck what's in here. You can have my TV or whatever. I don't give a fuck. I got to get out of here. Now, Mitchell... Because Mike forced us to pick songs because all we wanted to do was listen to Mike tell us stories. What song did you bring? All right. So the Elvis Costello song that Mike brought had kind of a The Clash feel. And I'm not sure if we exactly went into Mike's history. Um, and I'll, I'll let him delve to, you know, we might tell you where you can hear him tell the story. But he may or may not have been involved in some bank robberies. 
So I brought the Clash bank robber. I don't know. It just seemed pretty appropriate. It's on the nose. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, I think it makes a it, it makes an important di- distinction about how uh, you know people who commit crimes aren't always terrible, awful people. Sometimes they're just dealing with some uh, some extreme circumstances, and you know, kind of stuff that you were talking about a minute ago with Charlie Crockett. You know, whenever you're put in a really shitty situation, you do some things that you other might otherwise might not do. And, uh, you know, Joe Strummer sings a lot about that, and he sings about having to break your back to earn your pay and how you're supposed to grovel to your uh, to your employer to, you know, and be super grateful what, for whatever crumbs come your way. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. Just something needs to change because uh, obviously there are some crazy people out there, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get by. Well, also, I, I love the – clash and it it's another example of some good music that was being made um in an era of pretty terrible music agreed what i really like about this is like in your notes mitchell you noted that it's like we expect criminals to be lazy but nothing about mike's story ever comes exactly yeah like people oh criminals are lazy and they don't want to work hard for for what they get it's like i I would imagine a lot of work went into what what you had done so mike did you have to work hard? Um, I don't know. That's a that's a complex quest for sure. I I think I worked harder than most bank robbers. Which is how you ended up with an FBI agent yelling at you. Uh, that's how I ended up sixty and zero. Oh. <laughs> My dude. <laughs> I would. I tried to find an anti-establishment pop song because repo man is very like anti-institution anti like establishment and i found this band called best x and their song lonely life
showed up is because it's from like Ice Cream Antisocial, which is their album, which came out whenever, because I don't do any research. <laughs> I have no idea. Ain't worth a damn. <laughs> but I followed it like I'm a dog training a squirrel. It is about a person going through life with their cat. <laughs> and that's what I was like. We all have cats. We have a cat. And we're all just doing the best we can. So here's a cat pop song. I love cat po- pop songs. I love cats. I live in a household with five cats, and it's amazing. I hug every single one of them every single day. He's even nice to my I cat. have a highly sexualized cat. <laughs> she has a lot of nipples. She turns over and flips and flops, and all she wants is belly rubs. And a few nights ago, in fact, Emily even took a video of our cat just humping her leg <laughs> with some... I think the ear buddies want to know what your cat's stuff. name is. Edith. Eden. Edith. Oh, Edith. Edith. She's Edith, like, uh, what was that show? I don't know. Abbey. Sure. <gasps> yeah. I was thinking the one with Rob Reiner. I don't know. What was Family... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All in the family. family. <laughs> yeah. Edith, that. I'm going to... There was a domestic violence thread in every episode. We'll put it that way. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edith is actually named for Downton Abbey, right? She is. And how about Abby? She is. is she so, named for? So is, so is our dog, Abby. I love it. You know? <laughs> and our, and our uh, bunny, Branson, named after the chauffeur who married into the family on Downton Abbey. I only knew the bunny as... The bunny who tried to kill Mike. Yeah, he did. He did. He injured my shoulder pretty grievously. He hurt my hip. Um, he almost concussed me. But uh, I lived, and we're best friends now. You know, after you get into a brawl with someone, uh, Mitchell, you know this as a dude. <laughs> um, you all survive the brawl, you become friends. Right, it usually happens. I've avoided most brawls in my life, thank goodness, but... Um, anytime I've really had it out with somebody, for the most part, we're usually friends afterwards. Yeah, you end up friends. So, is this like a full-on bromance now, though? Now that you've actually talked to each oh. other? Oh, it was bromance from first uh, compliment about how great I am. <laughs> I'm a narcissist. I am a Leo. Tell me all about how rad I am. <laughs> I soak it up. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a cancer, so I'm self-involved. So when I give a compliment, you know it's for me. Aw, that's so sweet. I'm a Scorpio, so I make a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, does that mean you're a middle-aged white guy? Uh, oh my god. I mean, kind of though. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) I am. I mean, Mike, you haven't seen my house, but it's kept about as well as a middle-aged white guy is going to do. Uh-huh. Right. Like, but a middle-aged bachelor. Uh-huh. So, it's luckily I'm married to a guy trying to be a middle-aged bachelor, so we're good. We're all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of eating over the sink for all of you. Well, there's a lot of dishes all over the house. Oh, I can't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I could not do that. I can't have a fucking. I can't have one dish out. Now preach that. Just preach it. Maybe I'll learn. <laughs> So, Mike, how can we get a hold of you with the social medias? You haven't quit Facebook yet, well, so we're good. No, I would never quit Facebook. Fa- Facebook is awesome, even though you know it's so expensive to have an account. Right. Uh, I still maintain it, and uh, 
And you know what I find is is uh, you know people that say I can't I can't be on Facebook anymore. Just don't follow a timeline. Just yeah, exactly. Just I just started blocking count, everyone. <laughs> unfollow, unfollow. Am I blocked? No, of course not. I got. An... <laughs> I won't ever know. Right. Someone will always alert you to whatever you need to right, exactly. really pay attention to. You know what I mean? I mean, something isn't going to slip by where someone, someone would say, oh, Frizz would be interested in this. <laughs> They're going to let me know. I don't need to like follow the thing because the people that quit it are the ones that are just following and just going post by post by post and go like, oh, they're saying Beto O'Rourke, you know, rapes puppies. Right. I can't look at that. I'm off Facebook or whatever. All right, dude. Like, go on, just, be gone with you. Yeah, just just relax. Just don't follow it. Just be on it. <laughs> yeah. That way people can reach you. So you can reach me on Facebook, uh, Mike Frizzell. And on Twitter, I'm at Drew McFrizz, uh, D-R-E-W-M-C-F-R-I-Z-Z. And... and uh, I gotta say it's pretty it's a pretty good ride. I I wanna make sure that the listeners can hear your story. You linked it to me before. I, I'm sure they can mm-hmm. Google Drew McFrizz files probably. Yeah, we can uh we'll put that under the Yeah, show. for sure. Cause uh, I started listening to the first one that you sent me and I'm super intrigued. So I want I wanna make sure that everyone can hear your story. Yep. Yeah, I was out of prison for about ten years and then I decided to tell my story and i told it on uh luke's radio show when it was still a radio show and then um fairly recently like a year and a half ago or so the show that i do now little red bandwagon we did a recap of those shows and had some of my friends and people that were around me when i was doing all those awful things uh commenting so it's uh it's like a hyper commentary but um it's a lot of fun and people People that were listening, you know, cite it as driveway moments. Like they didn't want to get out of the car; they want to hear. The yeah, rest for sure. For the break, and then I'll just link so, to it in the show. Yeah, we'll link to it below. Um, any at Andy Pod on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Pow. I gotcha. And I'm at Madam Woolite. Why is it Pow? I gotcha. I get Madam Woolite because of all the yawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's an old Graham Central Station song called Pow. And it's just him saying, pal, I gotcha. Caught you with your funk down. And he's just like, he's like, what did you expect? Did you think <laughs> we we're going to play some opera? Did you think that we were going to be a country band? Hell no. And he just starts playing the shit out of some slap bass and says, pal, I gotcha. So I'm at pal, I gotcha. And now I know the story. <laughs> mm. My funk is down now. Oh, I try to, ca- I try to catch as many people as I can with their funk down. <laughs> That's my whole objective. It's and that's a prime directive. It's all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a Facebook group <laughs> that Amy will tell us about. It's AirPods and Airworms podcast group on Facebook. That's where everything goes down. Normally we have a, a theme posted probably every Monday or Tuesday. Not this week because it's a surprise. We had to give Craig a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Craig. Craig had nothing to do this week. I'm surprised oh, he didn't freak out. I know. Oh, wait. He made us yeah, a, a Manchester Orchestra playlist. Yes. So that's what he did with his downtime. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> we have a voicemail line. That's 731-400-BDS or... 731-400-2837. You can email the show at andypod at gmail.com. I normally can get through this, but now it's like every other week I'm laughing. 
the show website is andypod.com, part of the 10710 network, which is also home to Little Red Bandwagon. Yay! Yay! And there should be an Amazon episode coming up soon, right? Yeah, we're going to make fun of everything that people order through our Amazon link. I love it. Announce the Anne and say, you don't make fun of. Oh, we make fun of them. (laughs) I'll make fun of myself. I order some really awful things. Oh, now I have to figure out what you ordered. Dang it. So, Mike, what is the final song again? Oh, uh, Jamestown Ferry by Charlie Crockett, um, cover of a Loretta Lynn song from what I understand. And uh, it's it's just, it's it's a real pretty way of uh, saying, I must have done something really, really awful that uh, the woman I love just walked out of my life and onto a ferry without any of her belongings. You want to, you want to feel for the guy. Cause you're like, he's, he's, he's pretty. He has a gorgeous voice, but what the fuck did he do that this woman just, he probably ran over a cat. She just <laughs> packed up that bag and gone and left. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mike. We always love you. Our favorite jail dude. Oh, thank you. And we 100. appreciate you Woo-hoo. being on our 100th episode. Yay. She just caught the Jamestown Ferry. It's not a hot day, January. Like she said it'd be if she ever left me. A case of gone was all she carried As she got on the Jamestown Ferry And she said that gone was all she'd ever be I didn't think that she'd leave me After saying how much she'd need me But the fact still remains Sitting here all alone Missing the loving of my baby Lord, it's about to drive me crazy She was the sweetest piece of ever I've ever known She just caught the Jamestown Ferry It's not a hot day, January Like she said it'd be if she ever left me A case of gone was all she carried As she got on the Jamestown Ferry And she said that gone was all she'd ever be She didn't cuss with every breath She had a soothing southern dog Made me feel like 
She just caught the Jamestown ferry It's not a hot day January Like she said it'd be If she ever left The arm fell. Nice. <laughs> the arm fell. That's all right. Okay. I got it manually from here. I'll compose myself. Um, 